listening to Unfollow the Rules with Kayla Curtin. Welcome back to part two of our interview with Allison Damonte. So, that is, that's really good. So you mentioned that you're uh, even working at a farmer's market that mm-hmm. helped you. Was that your first job? And if not, what was your first job ever? Well, yes, it, I believe it was because, it, you know, I had a friend, uh, my best friend, uh, she had with her family, like, you know, a farm yeah. and they would do farmer's market. So when we started, you know, when we uh, had this age where we are allowed to, you know, drive and go out, etc., we needed money. So yeah. her parents say, OK, if you want a car and you want the car and you want some money, come and help us uh, during the weekends. So. I believe to, twice a week we will we will uh, go and and help them and set up the the you know the stand and sell fruits and vegetables <laughs> and awesome. that was great like you know it I was I don't know I remember I probably sixteen or seventeen and it helped me a lot uh, first of all I come from from a working family uh, my mom's a widow. So when I had the chance uh, to bring some money home and, and not, not just money, but at least saying, you know what, I don't need you to give me anything because I have, you know, for my, I don't know, bus ticket or I have for my, you know, little expenses that you can have at 16, 17. That was so, so satisfying Yes. that, you know, I had that. And, and if I wanted to go out, I didn't have to ask for money to anyone or, you know, so it started like that um, from the financial side. Yeah, independence, a little bit of independence as a young lady, you know. Yeah. Yes. And working with my friend was amazing. So, you know, that also helped uh, understanding that, you know, when you have a, a good relationship, you don't have to be friends with people, but when you have a, a nice uh, environment mm-hmm. at work, whatever it is you're doing, it helps a lot it goes a long long way yeah. and also it was my first experience with uh, working in service which is you know what I dedicate my life to after so many years it was the first time I you know I was selling something and listening to people maybe complain about the product or 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 tell you they love it and so and and I started realizing that I, I, I like people and, and communication and finding out all the different things that we have that at the end make us so so similar connected so i'll share with you my first job was working as a i guess inventory intern for the criminal division of the district attorney's office wow (laughs) so i used to count the drug money and put it in order, you know, like the serial number, right? Yes. They used to have it in a certain order. So when the detectives would come back, they would know which ones was the money from, you know, the whatever operation. So I used to count the money. I used to clean and take apart like the guns, the evidence. Yes, I, after the investigation, everything was over. First job. First job. Wow. Great. Um, I work with the assistant district attorneys and I would go to court with them 
um, and they were representing the city, of course. And then th these young people, you know, the juvenile division, particularly all these young kids, you know, um, were getting in all kinds of trouble. And I was there, you know, in the courtroom with the with the district attorney. <laughs> yeah, big deal. You were a big shot. Yes, it was quite. I thought I was going to be a lawyer after that. I'm like, I like this. And um, so I come from working class as well. So my parents, you know, in how my mom worked in hospitality, my dad worked in security. So um, five, I'm the oldest of five children. So this was like, you know, this is an opportunity for me to be independent um, and, and, you know, be able to make my own, you know, uh, and my parents being immigrants too. And, and, you know, they had just bought a house. So they were working hard to achieve things. Mm. And that inspired me. I want, hey, I want to make my own money and, and kind of explore and see where, you know, I'm going to be in college in two, three years. Where do I want to be? Um, so I thought I was going to be a lawyer. I really, you know, up until that point, I wanted to wow. be like a, a reporter, you know, an anchor woman on, on the news. But after that, I said, nope, I, I love this. That, that. And then one of the lawyers in particular, who's a judge now, uh, Kenny Holder and Kenny, if you're watching this, I'm going to send this to you so you can see this. <laughs> but Kenny was one of my mentors. He, um, he, you know, loved, there was a group of us interns that he really felt we were really doing, you know, we were good students and he really loved us. And he, um, his wife and him one summer that we worked there had a, uh, a barbecue, you know, and for me, you know, this was a big deal to go to the house of, of an attorney and it's beautiful house and his wife and his children. And it was, my family came, you know, my, of course, my mother wasn't going to let me go anywhere, <laughs> but anyway, my mom and dad came and my siblings came and we just were, it was such a great opportunity to get a, a peek, you know, yes. at, what's possible because look at how these people live and look at how they do so much good work and you know he's he you know he helps other people and I want to be like this I want to be like this man and his wife you know I want to be I want to help I want to be in a position where I can help people so that was like my first job and to this day I'm still friends on Facebook with with the judge now he's a judge <laughs> I'm still friends you know but just these people that really helped to shape my vision for myself beyond what I was looking at, right? Beyond what my parents did, beyond what I saw in my community. So, um, and also seeing those juvenile children getting, going to jail. Yeah. I said, that's that not helped. <laughs> <laughs> that helped. That helped too. I mean, I, I, yeah. I wasn't one of those kids because, you know, very strict upbringing and, and all that church. And I was, you know, school, church, and home. But, yeah. Seeing that helped me a little bit more. It was more, a little bit more. Absolutely. So, I think it's very, very, what you just said about uh, seeing something outside yeah. my family and my community, because um, it, it also happened to me, like in, not, not many people in my family went to college. Mm -hmm. So of course, when, when the time came, they, they couldn't help me a lot besides, you know, being supportive. Yes. of me you know like my mom would say if you have to study and you're not able to work don't worry i manage yes. you know th that kind yes. of thing yes but uh like choosing you know at a, when you just start college uh you are around 18 yeah. in my country and like choosing you know what kind of classes you want 
well, you know, what, what kind of job can I have after I do this? And, and how can I, I go and do some additional courses just to, you know, complement what I'm doing? All of that, no one could help you. And so I had a choice to say, okay, I'm going to go with the traditional, you know, become a lawyer, a doctor, the typical and very South American thing, you know, like 20 years ago, uh, successful in this, this or that. Or maybe I can go out there and try to, you know, meet new people. And I did for, you know, life brought to, to me people that I came across with that, you know, they were older than me. I have, you know, my, my sister is seven years older than me. And she had a couple of friends from different parts of the world that I don't listen to like mesmerized, like really? And, and trying to see, okay, there is, it's not just what I see on TV. The world out there is, you know, has a lot of opportunities. You know, I'm, I tell you something, Kelia, I didn't even stop to think when I was younger that someone can have more than one degree. I know it's, it's, yeah. it's that people will speak, you know, multiple languages. Right. For me, it was like in my country, it's okay. It, it, it's going to help you a lot if you study English. Right. But now I'm, I'm studying Italian just because I want to, because it's nice. Um, and, and those things, I know like if someone tells you uh, this information, you will go like, oh, yeah, sure. There is a lot of people with more than one degree. Yeah. But when you are young and you're studying, or like, you know, my niece, I have two nieces and I dump on them all this yes. information all yeah. the time. Like, don't feel the pressure to choose right now. If, if this is what you want, go ahead and do it. And don't feel bad if one day you realize this is not for you. It's okay. Yes. And it's hard when you don't have that, but, you know, something in you at that age, if you don't have it per se in your family, your country, go look for it outside. And I think that's, that's why you did, and, and it was right. amazing. And it makes a huge difference. It does. It's so crazy that you said Italian. I studied Italian four years in high school. I was like wow. Italian honors. I took the Italian state test because wow. yes, and passed it and did really well. And then I studied it as a minor in college. So Italian was about eight years of my life. I spent talk, speaking, reading, watching Italian news, trying to learn. So I love that you're learning Italian. I love it. I love it. I, I, I like, I come from a line of Italians, uh, mm -hmm. but the speaking Italian stopped at home when I was too young. So, you know, I, I got a lot of the things like, you know, the food I like and a lot of, if you, if you see me in the camera, my hands don't stop moving. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I do have a lot of that. Um, but yeah, the language is something I wanted to do. But, at, you know, when I was younger, it was all limited because, of course, it's, it's the environment you are in. Yes, yes. So... At some point, even, even you know, not long ago and even nowadays, I try to mix and mingle and network with people yes. that are out of my circle. Different. Yes. And sometimes it's scary because, you know, you sometimes I'm, and I can tell you here in Mexico, on the same day, I can spend the morning and maybe have breakfast with a, fa a local family that is very humble and... A lot of them uh, didn't go to school. They don't know how to read. So we have to send each other uh, only voice um, messages. 
and then in the afternoon i will be with uh you know having you know a tea with people from here that's you know americans that live here mm-hmm. and they invite me over to their yacht to go around right. and and that is so enriching and everyone like i can see in everyone something in common yes. they're nice people yes and whatever they know they share what they whatever they have they share yes uh, but that helped me a lot as well even in at work you know i will sit with someone that's been with the company for a month mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't have a lot of experience and with you know the not the ceo but the vp or mm-hmm. you know something like that and yeah. and trying to see all the moving parts within you know an yeah. organization or the world yes it helps a lot it does. I love that. And I think, you know, I think a lot of that comes from wanting to be a connect, a connector, right? Wanting to see the big picture um, is, is really critical. So I totally relate to that. So, um, so then you talked about how you didn't, you couldn't imagine that you could possibly do another degree, right? So I can imagine that put a lot of pressure in what your choice was, oh. what what you picked, right? Because this is it, you only get one chance, right? At least that's how you probably felt. But you picked uh, social communications and communications and media studies. How did you get to choose that? Well, I, I didn't know how to, you know, when you're a teenager, there's a lot of things you know, but you don't know how to, uh, how to verbalize and put out there in words. Yes. I wasn't sure. But I, and I, I had a lot of interests, very different ones. You know, if yeah. you ask me, well, I like medicine and I like science and I like reading and, and so language. And so I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. And I met someone that was like a, like a twister, a force of nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, girl from Brazil, which was older than me, she was in my country, you know, Uruguay and Brazil are neighbor countries. Yes. So she was there, she visited my sister and, and she was working in advertising. Mm-hmm. And, and just talking to her, I was like, oh my God, this woman is so young and she has all these ideas, this creativity. And I like what they're doing. My sister draws really nicely. So they together started doing like an agency, designing logos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I was talking with someone that was very interesting that actually had a degree in and I realized I, I, at this point in my life, I was 18. I was like, I'm not sure why, but something tells me that, you know, something on, on, on about people and, and communication and behavior and why we do, why we, despite being in, in very different environments and being very different, we have so much in common. I don't know why I want to learn this, but I'm going to go and see what happens. Yeah. And that's what I did, you know, and, and at, the, at the time, as you said it, it was like my one chance. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, I, I had no idea what was going to happen in the future, but usually tradition on a working family in South America will tell you, well, it's really hard for someone to go to college. And if you do, you do it once. And that's, that's right. it. <laughs> and there's a big chance you may not be able to finish it because you have to work. Right. Um, so I didn't want to 
choose a, a career that was longer in years. In, yes. In, you know, we have usually careers are six to 10 years, 12 sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this one was four or five. Yeah. And I was, you know what? I'm ready to commit to this right now. And then we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a great point too. Um, and I want to kind of point out that you don't have to limit your, your, your choices. I think there's still people out there in the world today who feel pressure. I, I had a conversation with my little sister who's 26 and she's like wanting to get a master's in this and that and doesn't know. You're not supposed to know. It's okay. You're going to try it. It's if okay. it doesn't work, you change your, your, your major. It's okay. Like it's okay. Um, so I'll say this, Allison. So we are at two o'clock and I did ask you to uh, set some time, uh, you know, until another 30 minutes. Are we still okay to keep going? Yes. yes okay, yes, good. Awesome. I just want to check in. I'm so excited that we get to keep going. All right. So um, at that time when you did the communications, you were influenced by your older sister's friend that was, you know, in advertising and, you know, probably super energetic and positive and a diva and all the, you know, fashionista, all the stuff. So she inspired you. But what was your career that you saw yourself doing? It was there a specific career that you saw at that time. Well, well, after studying, uh, starting uh, my studies, oh, it was very confusing because you, you had a little bit of everything. Yes. Uh, but something important that, you know, uh, I have to point out is that this was public school. Mm-hmm. And for this career, at that time, it was an huge difference if you went to um, a private school than public because okay for example uh if you wanted to do some filmmaking or work in radio or you know things like that you know in in private school they had equipment we were 500 students and we had one camera yeah so it was very hard to base everything in theory Yes. And I, I did have a lot of uh, colleagues that they went to another, uh, it wasn't college, but it was an, an institute that will have more equipment. So they will, you know, try to do a little bit of both. Um, and I started loving like production and filmmaking and working in advertising, but in production. And so I, st- I found a job, which was very, very low pay, but I was exposed to this world. Yeah. So, you know, I, at that time, I saw myself working in advertising. I, in, in a, I work in a production company that they will tell me, you know what, set up a casting for the actors and find the location and hire the camera. And I love it. You know, the, all the, the energy and the adrenaline of it. Yeah. Uh, at that time, I was like, okay, I see myself doing this. And then, of course, the dream changed a little bit and then a little bit more, etc. But at the time, I, I met a world that was amazing mm-hmm. and I realized that I didn't know anything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that you learn. And the other day I, 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 I uh, read something about it. Um, do good in college, but remember that a lot of your learning is outside those walls. Right. So, you know, pay attention to the outside world. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the time, um, the director of one of the, the ads, the TV ads we were doing, 
told me, oh, can you please uh, uh, go and, and order um, a certain light bulb? And I was like, what is that? Or what, did, what do you learn in college? And I was like, well, <laughs> uh, not, not those kind of things. So he said, okay, I'll teach you. And, you know, I found, you know, that was one of the first, it wasn't a, a proper, like a mentor for me, yeah, yeah. but it was someone that realized that I had the drive. Yes. And so far I didn't have the knowledge and decided to help me. Yeah. And he's and he saying, sit down. Okay. This is this light bulb for right. this kind of lighting for this. Yeah. So it helped me a lot. Little people like that, a little uh, action from people like that. Yeah. And so that's why I value mentor so much. And it doesn't have to be something formal. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, some, and this person was very grumpy. So it's not like I'm saying, oh, a loving person, right. very fatherly. He was all the time like, no, father. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. At, I, there was another point in my in my life where I also had a very grumpy person that everyone was scared of. Yes. But he will tell you like one or two things that made you think, and you were like, he's absolutely right. Yeah. So there are mentors that are not like that kind of fatherly or you know loving that doesn't right. matter that you, you have to learn from them you can learn a lot from everyone yes i agree i think to me a, a mentor is somebody who teaches you something they don't have to be oh come here kayla sit down let me tell you today we're gonna learn some people are like that and god bless them but most of the people that we learn from are not are not the, the sweet, right? They're, hey, why don't you know this? Come over here. You, oh, wait, look, did you see this? Yeah, Pay attention. Yeah. Next time you see it, and you're like, oh, 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 oh. but then you yeah. learn something, right? Absolutely. So I, I, I agree there. And I think, you know, lucky, you know, we've worked as, as young adults, you know, we had jobs. And I think that's the best way to learn that because sometimes people go straight through their entire college career, have no jobs ever in the real world, and get in the real world, and because they have a degree, they feel people should treat them a certain way. And it's like, you don't know anything. So, yeah. you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta be okay with people. Yes. Maybe being a little bit, a little bit rough, you know, a little bit rough. <laughs> okay, I'm glad, I'm glad that you had the same experience. Um, so let's skip to, um, a time of transition and and sort of was there ever a time where you were unemployed how did you motivate yourself to get to the next step of where you were needing to go well i i was in one many years ago and and not so far ago so mm -hmm. i i can tell you the first one um when when i finished college like I didn't have my degree yet. Like, you know, you stop going to class and then you have to prepare uh, like final, you know, papers and, and stuff like that mm -hmm. uh, for them to issue the degree and for you to complete all your credits. I, I think yeah, right. you have them in the US. We, we, we accumulate hours. Right. Um, so right there in the middle, I was working uh, at home and I was working as a bartender in a casino. Mm -hmm. you know that that helped me a lot like going to college and, and working sure. a few hours and uh, I already spoke English like like now I still have the accent but everything you know you tell sure. me I understand at that time I was like you know asking twice about the language and maybe thinking in Spanish and translating in my head but I, I was there 
-hmm. And so working in this casino, and one of the waitresses uh, tells me, hey, look in the, in the paper, there's an ad for a job in, on cruise ships. And I was like, and what? I never thought, and, and in my country, you, don't, you didn't have cruise ships visiting. So right. only the low boat was a, a remote idea of what it was. Right. But after thinking about it, I was like, why not? Mm -hmm. uh, and I always ask life, you know, I'm not a religious person. Uh, I had a, a religious uh, upbringing, like in, in, in school and high school. But I'm, I'm, I'm always asking life, not for things to come to me like magic, for yes. opportunities. Yes. And, and at that time in my life, I was like, you know what? I love people and meeting different kinds of people and places I want to travel. So when I, that came to me, I was like, yeah, I had to do it. So I did it for a few years, and then when I stopped and I decided to stay home, I spent a year and a year and a half um, back home trying to get the final credit to get my degree. Yeah. And, and that year was very difficult because it was only my husband working. Um, we spent all our savings in, in a house that we bought. So it was really hard, uh, and I realized that you know, I didn't have my degree yet. No one cared yeah. um, if I had it or I almost had it because it was a career that, you know, people, people knew that if you came out of, a, you know, like a different type of school, maybe you, you were more prepared. But right. giving the job to someone that came out of a college with little experience uh, in, you know, practical experience. Right. And, in, in the market in advertising was very small. So usually people working there, it has, you know, good recommendations or it was a disaster. Yeah. Um, emotionally, knowing that I wasn't as valued as I thought I was mm -hmm. uh, going to be, it, it, that was very hard. And after that year, because, you know, we needed the money and, and finishing paying the house, we went back to ship. Mm -hmm. But then, that was a, one of the best uh, ideas we had and decisions we made because we went back, but now on roles that we really enjoy and we learned so much from them that that was the genesis of what we do today. Like for me, that, everything started there as, as a major decision. But at the time, I, you know, it was really hard because for me it was a loss. One thing is going, you know, to do something because, you know, you, you have all this drive and the energy and ideas. And another thing is just because you need the money. Yes. Yes. So, oh, I, I hated it. I hated it. Uh, I found myself at the airport with socks of different colors. And my mom told me, so you really don't want to go. Just don't go. And, and at the time I said, you know what? Today, I'm allowing myself to be this mess. Yeah, I, I know I have to go, and I need the money, etc. But I know that I can come back anytime, and I want to give myself this chance. So even with this bitter taste, yeah, and and this confusion, something tells me it's the right decision. And after a few days there, I probably am gonna feel better, and like that. What happened? 
but I gave myself the chance to say, okay, even even you know, with not all the 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 view clear, you know, yeah. like when you say in 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 maritime, like you know, the yes. the coast is not clear, clear. Skies. right? Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna sit and and whine. That's right. I'm gonna walk and whine, and then walk without whining, and maybe a, a smile will come up at some point. But don't stop. Yes. Maybe little steps, but don't stop. And it was one of the best decisions we made, even yes. when at the time it, that wasn't clear. Yeah. There's a saying, uh, fake it until you make it. Ah. Sometimes you have to fake it till you make it. And um, yeah, and I'm a huge believer in trying things. You know, I think I get a lot of calls. You know, I coach some people and business owners and they'll say, how do you know if I should hire? How do I know if I should hire this person? Or how do I know if I should do this? Or if we should go to this country and expand? Or how do, how do I know if I should marry this person? You know, whatever. You know, sometimes you got to try things. Sometimes life is not going to tell you yes or no. Sometimes you have to step in it and you have to try it and you have to taste it to know, okay, no, 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 I don't want this. Uh, but there's no magic ball. I think sometimes people are afraid, right, to step out. Um, I'm a big believer in trying. You got to try. That's how I know it, it's not for me or it's not going to work. I've tried. Absolutely. I think that at some, at some point uh, in my life, I realized that I wasn't going to be uh, fear-free or scare-free Yes. Uh, at any point. It's just that you become friends with that fear and you say, okay, I recognize you are there. Come with me because we're doing this. We're going scared. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and I apply that in my personal life. And, and, you know, as long as I'm not risking anyone else. Yes, yes. I'll do it. And, and in my professional life, it helped me a lot. And when it didn't, it wasn't that bad. That's right. So it's not like, you know, so it's okay to, to be scared and the fear to be there, but don't give it a size that it doesn't correspond with reality. It's just, okay, you make, make, you make a mistake, but it's not that bad. And especially when you are dealing with people, like I, for me, I started seeing my, my company, which is you know, the one in, in, on land that I, I spend the most time with, mm -hmm. uh, as the people I work with. So it's not like I'm doing, I don't know, my first presentation to a panel of you know, big shots in the company. Like it is, yeah. I thought these people, you know, and this is a really nice person. This is a, a lady that is very serious. Maybe let's see if a joke works. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, okay, she's not going to laugh. That's it. I'm not going to die here because of That's that. Right. So I started giving it, okay, fear is there, but it's not going to stop me or freeze me. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that helped a lot. Yeah. It's, it's really our mindset. And I think uh, we have two more questions that I'm going to try to squeeze in. Um, one of them is really, what, was, uh, what do you see yourself doing in the next five years? Where, where does this go? Because you've learned so much. You've tried so many things. You, you made some things that you weren't sure if they were going to work out, and they worked out great. Five years from now, where do you see yourself? Well, um... What I'm, I'm like, I made a big change in my life a year ago. Yeah. I had to do a lot of, uh, like, I left behind things 
like material things. I sold my house, my cars, everything I own, I sold or gave away. Mm -hmm. And I traveled to this country with one bag. So it was one for my husband, one for me. That's it. Mm -hmm. So uh, this past year has been all like a big question mark. Mm -hmm. But I did it because uh, I realized, okay, I'm, I'm very thankful for, for the job I had up until, you know, I, I quit. Uh, it was a great company. And the, the most important thing that happened there was that I found my passion. I was able to be an instructor for new hire. Uh, I work alongside with, with leadership. Mm -hmm. uh, being an instructor was one of the best things I did. And as a, in, in, the, in my latest role, which was a manager for the customer experience program, I work with amazing people and I have the chance to see the whole picture for the first time in my 10 years with the company, which was, I can see the customers, I can see the, you know, the top, uh, the executive team, I can see management, I understand supervisor, I see yeah. employees. Yeah. And, and the yeah. people, you know, facing customers. So I did a lot of uh, like training and development. Yes. And of course, I found that everything about uh, customer service training was my passion. Yes. Helping everyone that was on the first line. Right. So, and and I decided, okay, I'm gonna dedicate myself to this because everything else is fine. The numbers and all, of, you know, everything. Um, it's something I can do. It's part of my job, but I want to dedicate most of my time to the training yes. and, and try to share the tools that I learned that I learned uh, over time. So I say, okay, I'm gonna do it, you know, freelance. And so I came here, and if there is competition, there's a lot of. Um, laws that prevent a foreign to, to come and do it like that so you have right. to go through a long process so i it's been very recently that i started uh actually doing it again and working online of course um so i had a big question mark for months there saying what did i do what am i doing so right now i could tell you to answer your question i could tell you i can see myself in five years doing this yeah. Um, you know, like having my own company where I can be, be called by, you know, uh, hotels, restaurants, different, um, different uh, hospitality sectors just to help them with their needs in regards to customer service, etc. But if life takes me somewhere else, I will do it with passion. Yes. Uh, what I can tell you is in five years, for sure, I'm going to be doing something that makes me happy. Mm -hmm. I believe it's going to be the same thing I'm doing now, but if it's not, I'll embrace it as long as it makes me happy. And because once you are there, you don't want to go back <laughs> to anything. And when I say it makes me happy, I don't mean like I'm happy every single day, every of single course, minute. Of course. A lot of times I, I used to work for uh, the Asia and Asia Pacific region. Mm -hmm. So that meant I had to wake up at four in the morning and deliver a class with my crazy hair from my couch or, you know, my family will go to bed and I will be like, you know, two in the morning finishing up a class. 
a lot of times I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? But 90 plus percent of the time, mm -hmm. I had this warmth in my chest saying, oh my God, I'm, this is so rewarding. I'm satisfied. I'm happy with what I'm doing. Yes. And yes, because you have small sacrifices, but overall, I felt that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, what makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great way to wrap up our conversation because I think a lot of people let, you know, uh, COVID and some of the challenges that we're all experiencing, you know, financial and, and, and the world is changing and everything that's happening. And we let that dictate our happiness. But if, if you can do something that fulfills you, and makes you look forward to the next day, something that you're learning that's challenging you, you can still be happy in the middle of a pandemic. You can still, you know, just be, be at peace and be, you know, just satisfied, you know. Um, one of the things I did in transition uh, in between jobs was I taught English as a second language. And oh my gosh, I, I'm telling you, I love my students and I, I miss them so much. I can't see them anymore because I travel for work. But I tell you, it was the best thing that I could have done. So I'm a huge proponent of that. Just, just even along the way, do something to volunteer, give back in some way, you know? Uh, and for me, that was critical because I was an ESL student. You know, I came from Panama. I didn't know English. I was six years old. I was, I was in an English class. So I, you know, I want to teach English. I want to give back because I had such amazing teachers who they didn't speak Spanish, but they loved us and they helped us and helped our parents, you know? Um, so I still had those memories and just doing that was a great thing. Is there anything that you're doing uh, volunteer wise or even coaching people, mentoring that, that kind of gives you that, 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 that sense of joy and, and happiness? Well, I have uh, two things. I'm, I, one that is, is about to come up, which is uh, I want to volunteer in, as a diver in reef restoration. Yes. So I'm chasing okay. a few organizations for that right now. Um, and then I, I prepare some of my classes uh, like for people that is, you know, looking for a job or, or wants to, you know, put some more courses in their curriculum for yes. the customer service ones, like, yes. like a small one that will say, okay, in 20 minutes we can have a session where I can tell you, okay, some, some tips uh for you know when you're writing an email some you know little things or greetings on the phone or you know how to say no to someone yes you know all those things right. uh that we do in service yeah. so i do little things uh, especially for people that is you know looking for a new job or you know whoever needs it is there a website that you'd like to share that I can add to this podcast if people want to learn more about your business, if they're interested in working with you or hiring you or any information about yourself that you'd like to share? Oh, thank you. Well, I have, a, it's my name, it's alisondamonte.com. Okay. Um, I got that one for, for our services and, and events, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And if anyone's interested in contacting you on LinkedIn, are you open to that? If anyone yes. from watching? Absolutely. And Absolutely. So I'll add your profile to this as well so they can connect with you. Uh, oh, that'd be great. Questions. 
Allison, thank you so much for taking your hour and a half on a Sunday afternoon uh, to just chat with a complete stranger, but we're not strangers anymore after this. And it's been great. I feel like I'm, you know, I know you from forever. No. <laughs> the thing is, when you share with someone uh, these kind of interests, yes. and that's it, that's all you need. And, yep. and that was some of the things that, that led me to go out in the world and, you know, my travels, etc. was like, there are a lot of things that we are different. Yes. But I, I see that as a positive thing. Yes. I love meeting people that think differently, that they will show me. Because, you know, they can show you something that you, you may, you know, take from them or maybe... Yeah you just uh you know reassure of something that you believe but it's nice uh how you can be you know you can have a conversation with someone that thinks almost opposite of you in, in some things yes and at the end of the day we all you know we all want the same things and and we're very very similar in the bottom of our hearts and and the things we want yes we we are and i i posted recently that I, with all the racial things going on in the US, that I'm one of those people that if anybody has a question and wants to ask me anything, I'm happy to help because I, I really think people are just afraid. And I think yes. there's this fear, you know, of just asking questions and how people are gonna be judged. And I just, I, a big part of, in my heart of hearts, I feel, a big part of this is we don't talk about it. We don't talk about differences. Yeah. We don't talk about race. We don't talk about where people are from. We don't talk about the fact that I am fluent in Spanish and people see me and they don't think I speak Spanish, <laughs> you know? Like, you know, the world is so much more than what we think and what we see. Yeah. And I love when we have these conversations and we discover things and we learn. And it's just, I think those intimate friendships is what's gonna change the world. It's, we can't just say, yeah, you're, you're fine, you're different. We really got to get to know people. And I'm a huge proponent of that. I think everywhere I've gone, I'm like, I'm that girl. If you want to get to know a Black girl, come call me. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. I want to tell you about my upbringing. I want to tell you because I feel like people need to know yeah. people. You know, um, yeah. it's not exactly. just a face or just the skin color or like you're Uruguayan. It's not just the country. It's you're, you're the person, Allison. Yeah. That's what I care about. And I want to know. So, um, so I really appreciate you just taking the time again to, 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 you know, Mexico and Texas, you know, uh, <laughs> we for, like the spicy food. <laughs> we do. I love Mexican food. Well, the Tex-Mex, which is, the, is a little yeah. different. So, um, but I enjoy, you know, my Central American food and Mexican oh. food and, uh, and I enjoy just the, the life that I have to live as a black woman and a Hispanic woman. It's, I love it. I love everything about it. I wouldn't change it. And I'm grateful that, that you took the time to just join me in this crazy conversation <laughs> about your journey as a professional. And I know for a fact that some of the things you shared are going to impact someone in a big way. Uh, so I encourage those of you listening, uh, please reach out to Allison. I'll add a link to her LinkedIn on our podcast as well as on LinkedIn when I share this. I really want you guys to get connected. Don't be afraid. And one of the things that I tell uh, my people that I work with and my listeners, if there's anybody in my network on LinkedIn that I know 
that could help you get a job, that could help you with your next role, be, you know, feel free to ask me to make an introduction. I'm happy to introduce you. So the same for you, Allison, I'll extend that to you. If Thank there's you. someone on my, on my network and I have unblocked it because someone said, well, you say you will introduce me, but I can't see it, it's blocked. It's unblocked now. So it's unblocked, so you guys can download uh, you know, my list of contacts. And if there's someone in an industry that you feel could help you advance where you wanna go, I'm too happy to make the introduction and make those connections. Uh, so thank you again, so Allison. Absolutely, and thank you so much for your time. Wish you the best. I'm excited for what you guys are, are getting ready to do and even more exciting about the diving. I wanna see more of those pictures. <laughs> I don't know if you share that on your LinkedIn, but I wanna see uh, your I work with the reef. Yes, yes. We're waiting for the beaches to, get, uh, to be open here. Uh, so we, we just sneak out the other day to, to a wide one without uh, yeah. without much people there people, uh, yeah. to see some fishes. But yeah. uh, yes, anytime. And, and I'm, I really thank you for you know giving, the, giving me the opportunity to talk about this. Uh, it's been a while since I can mm -hmm. actually share with someone and, and thinking about whoever is listening. Yes. You know, if, if I, I love sharing things with people that are starting in their careers and and just you know anyone that that may you know need a hand with something same thing with my network i know a lot of people in everywhere in the world yes. um anything that anyone listening needs i'm i'm really happy to to meet new people both professionally and personally yes and it's been great meeting you kayla it's just starting now yes. between us <laughs> Great meeting you too, Allison. Thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll see you again. I will send you this recording so you can Absolutely. give it a thumbs up. And we will be listening to this on iTunes very soon. Thank you so much for listening to Unfollow the Rules with Kayla Curtin and Allison Damonte. Thank you for being our first interview. Thank you. It's been great. Thank you. Bye, Allison. Thank you so much for joining us. To learn more about Kayla Curtin and Kayla Curtin Consulting, visit K-E-Y-L-A-K-I-R-T-O-N-Consulting.com. That's KaylaCurtinConsulting.com. Or you can find me on LinkedIn. I'd love to connect with you at LinkedIn.com forward slash Kayla Curtin. <laughs>